0: This one's for the culture Me and wifey in the room Thinking of a master plan Thinking how we can influence the culture from where we stand Knowing that our steps are ordered by the master's hand Still ten toes down We ain't switching up the stance The mission of this music ain't just to make them- And welcome, welcome, welcome everybody We are here for episode 8 The Kobe Bryant episode Hey Hey um, I am blessed to be here. Uh, it's just such a, such a wonderful opportunity, such a wonderful time to have made it this far. We're almost to 10. <laughs> almost
1: to 10 episodes.
0: Almost to 10 ep- counting the bonus episodes, we've actually hit 10. Yeah. Um. But officially, we are on our way to 10 episodes, which is uh, kind of wild when you think of, at the beginning of this year, we had none. And yeah. so here we are <laughs> At the
1: beginning of this year, this wasn't even a thing
0: <laughs> Wasn't even an idea really um, So God has just been really good, really faithful uh, A lot of opportunities have come We shared that on the last uh, pod uh, Welcome
1: to our EB Radio fam Nice to uh, be getting acquainted with you guys That's really exciting
0: Absolutely uh, Just continuing to have doors opened Uh, And this door opened and we ran through it. Uh, Fast. Definitely (laughs) appreciative of of this opportunity. Uh, We hope you enjoy what you have to hear from us here. And we will be back on a recurring basis. Um, So with that being said, I am the wonderful, great, highly favored, uh, highly vacationed, world traveling and birthday enjoying host, uh, Mr. Ray Bond on Twitter and at Mr. Bond Chronicles on Instagram. And this is the Bond Chronicles with my host.
1: Mrs. Bond Chronicles on Instagram. Uh, Ms. Bond on, wait, Ms. Ms. Bond Bond Chronicles on um, Twitter.
0: Um, As you can see, she's not on Twitter too much. I'm not, Um, (laughs) but it is there. (laughs) But it does exist. And at some point it might even be utilized uh, more than it is now. Yeah. Um, So just kind of a little bit of a background um, to our new audience uh, we are a dope black couple. Super dope. Uh, we are a blended family. Yes. And we have three lovely children.
1: Beautiful. Yeah. Look at our Instagram. They're great.
0: Definitely check out the Instagram and social media. We are not uh, shy when it comes to sharing uh, our adorable, our babies. lovely uh, children. And so what we wanted to do today was kind of share with you guys our life, what it's been like. Um, what preceded uh, our union, uh, our children, and just kind of how we've navigated uh, this platform, this situation, this opportunity. Um, So we'll go ahead and kind of get into it and kind of let you drive, so to speak, as this was definitely something that was important for you and something that you wanted us to get more into.
1: Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, like Mr. Bond said, we are a blended family. I have uh, an eight-year-old. We? We, we have an eight-year-old. But no, no, because I'm talking about her in the context of before you.
0: Yeah, but you can't say we, you have an eight-year-old. <laughs> like, I had a daughter. Yes. And then this, but we have an eight-year-old.
1: We have an eight-year-old daughter. Yes. Um, from one of my previous relationships, um, and Mister Bond stepped into my life. Uh, well, not really stepped into my life because you've known her your whole life, but you've never her whole life, her whole life, yeah, yeah. same thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you weren't weren't around in the capacity in which yeah, definitely like not. yeah, and then we started dating and. Then we got to know like, each other
0: really well, really fast.
1: We did, guys. Know each other really well. Um not that we didn't already cuz
0: I'm telling you Oh, how. you
1: and Courtney. Yeah, so and then we got married. We did. And then we had the boys shortly thereafter.
0: Yeah, and she short.
1: went so she went from not really having a father figure at all mm-hmm. to having not only a father figure but a dog And two little brothers. (laughs) Yes,
0: very much so.
1: Very, very quickly in her little life. Um, But before we jump into that, I want to touch on this article that was shared on one of my mom groups Mm. on Facebook. Um, And basically, the article, this gentleman talks about all the reasons why, I think it's like the top five reasons as to why you shouldn't date people with kids. Um
0: is it you shouldn't date or is it just kinda his perspective?
1: I mean it was his perspective, but, but th- he, he feels... Did. there were
0: some issues I think are universal. universal, yeah.
1: Um and personally I feel most of the reasons were garbage. <laughs> oh this. I be mean good. to for what it's worth and his I mean and I don't know this guy, um if you know that you aren't capable of dating someone with kids then that's cool with, you know, kudos to you, like, whatever. But the I don't know, like, the reasons, they just sound, I don't know, like, so the, the five reasons to why not to date a kid, a woman with children, I'm selfish, I don't want to be a shuttle, I don't want to be in a position where I feel I have to be there, Cannot be spontaneous and have to hold my tongue. Now, those five reasons. I can understand not wanting to feel like you're in a position where you're stuck with this person because the kid has grown attached to you. Like, that's a super valid thing. Because one of the main reasons, like, I mean, before us, I was only really in one other serious relationship after I had Courtney. And for what it's worth, he never, I mean, he met her once, but long distance kind of prevented them from having a real, real relationship. Um, Other than that, I didn't just introduce people to Courtney because, one, I didn't want her to get attached to anybody. And two, like, if you weren't going to be around for the long haul, there's no reason for you to meet my kid.
0: Um, So I think that's the part in this that threw me off. Um, because I don't feel like it's hard for me to believe based on his reasoning that he was expecting to be with the person long term. Like, I don't want to be a shuttle service. Well, if you become a dad, like
1: that's 90% of your life, that that (laughs)
0: becomes it. Like, especially in our situation, like you didn't have a license, didn't drive, you didn't drive, didn't have a license. So like I, you know, had to take that responsibility. Um, the I'm selfish thing we can get into that because I definitely understand that perspective. Um, I the, the I don't want to be in a position where I feel I have to be there. Like that's what being a parent is. Like you do have to be there. If if said kid has an event, you should be there. Like if your goal is to move forward with this person. Like, you should start that process. You don't just walk down the aisle and then like, oh, now I'll go to all your games. Yeah. Now I'll go to your recitals, even though I've never done that. Um, so I just, I don't understand the mindset of, of him long term. Like, these things don't stand up if the goal is to be with this person long term.
1: Yeah. Which, again, like, if you're just dating around to If you're just trying or, to hit it. Yeah. Then, then you
0: don't want to deal with this. Exactly. And that I understand. But if you want to be in what I believe to be a relationship which is something you build with someone that you want to be with for a long time, time. this doesn't make sense.
1: No, it doesn't. Um, And then what was the other one? Cannot be spontaneous. I don't even understand that. No, I get that. I mean, to an extent, yeah. No, we can't just pick up and go just, you know, willy-nilly like that.
0: We can't just get up and do anything. (laughs) <laughs> like that's not a thing Especially not with two 18 month olds
1: I mean that's us now Like back before We had the boys If you had like texted my mom and said Hey I want to do this and that with Robin," That's not
0: spontaneous What if I just wanted to show up And I like, mean, like let's go
1: I mean no that doesn't work
0: Right <laughs> Like if You know we're we're out and I'm like you know what let's just go somewhere no there's a kid in the back like so the spontaneity I think in general in our relationship is limited like we have or we just got back from a trip that you planned yeah but there was extensive planning
1: a lot of planning
0: like that's not something you just get to oh you know what I I just I want to go to the mall today No, you don't just get to jump up and go to the mall. We got to pack everybody up, find (laughs) someone to come get them or.
1: I mean, or take them with us.
0: And there's been a bunch of times we wanted to take a trip in because Courtney has school. We We couldn't go. We couldn't go. Yeah. Um, So yeah, the spontaneous, is is, that's a dead. Even if you you went out and you wanted to come home like flowers and candles, like. That'd be a little awkward.
1: Yeah, the kids might be up like, hey. While I'm
0: preparing said event, there would be flowers everywhere the house could burn down. <laughs> because our kids <laughs> would get into said candles if I left them on the steps and wanted to give you a pathway.
1: Okay, so for what it's worth, like I said, like I do some of his reasonings, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I get them, but at the same time, I don't get Get him or get Uh, them.
0: I think we agree on that.
1: Um, But then for what it's worth, I've seen things, and this is probably since even when before I even had a kid, about people preferring not to date others who have them for a multitude of reasons. One being that the person would prefer to start that journey with someone who doesn't already have a kid. So it'll be their first kid together, which... I, I guess I understand,
0: you know. I mean, yeah. I'm, so I guess I'll elaborate a little bit from my perspective. Yeah. Because I go wanted ahead. to touch on the article, but like, I was the guy, you know. I didn't want to date a woman with kids. Uh huh. That was not an interest. And in the bigger, I, there was really two things. One, if there was another parent involved, I've seen a ton of issues with that. Um, whether it be loyalty from the person I'm in a relationship with and them not being disloyal and going back to the kid's parents because that is a bond that would always be there. And then two, Mm. disciplining or raising someone else's kid is awkward. Yeah. And I've always seen, I haven't always seen, but there's been a number of TV shows where eventually the kid gets to that point where they say, you're not my dad. And that just seems awful. I've raised you. I've catered to you. I've nurtured you. I've done everything to be your parent, and then you want to throw that in my face. And that's a <laughs> card they always have in their back pocket.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so. For and it's it, hurtful. It is, and so for those two major reasons, amongst a bunch of other ones, I never desired that. And if we didn't have a history, we would not have had a we would not have a future, because I didn't want that. The only thing, then the only reason I really became more open even to that idea, because after my divorce, I don't think anybody I dealt with had kids. Besides me. Besides you. Um, But I realized if I wanted someone at 30, (laughs) that the likelihood of them not having any children really narrowed the pool. Hmm. that I was trying to swim in. So so I became more open-minded. And in your situation, just the reality was there, I didn't have to deal with another parent. It was just going to be you that I would have to deal with. Yeah. And that made it a lot more appealing because of who you were, because of our friendship and then not having that thing. Oh, hanging over my head. Um, so I think that was me. And, but it took a lot of unique circumstances for me to be open to that idea. And I think generally I find a lot of people are in that position, especially people that don't have kids. Yeah. Like if I had kids, like can't be a hypocrite, like duh, but as someone who did not have kids, you spoke to wanting to do something together and start a family together. That definitely was a consideration or thought that I had.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, again, like that's something that I can understand. Um, obviously, not relate to because I was the one who had the kid. Um, I guess for me, before I had Courtney, I didn't like to date dudes with kids for a lot of the same reasons why most people don't. and ninety percent of it was like the baby mama drama. like right. I never wanted to be going through that. like I have guy friends who have kids, you know had kids, whatever. Um, and I would see what they would go through with their kids, moms, and I. And we'll get into this a little later. But for as much, I guess, what's the word? Um, as much people, as much as people talk about how dads are non-participant and they don't do the right things and they, you know, they don't take care of their kids, I've seen just as many women in the position where they have custody and mm-hmm. they take advantage of the fact that they have custody. And if the dude starts dating a new chick or any, it's just a myriad of things that would completely turn me off from having to be involved in that situation. Um, so I would typically steer very, very, very clear <laughs> <laughs> of guys with kids. Um, and then I did, Eventually, date. I think not too long before I had Courtney, I dated a guy who had a son, and it was really cool. Like him and his baby mama, like they had a decent relationship. Like they didn't hate each other, but they didn't love each other either. <laughs> so it's they. A good
0: standard. I mean, for
1: <laughs> what is cool. what it's worth, in today's society.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Wow. Like they had a decent relationship and she and I got along relatively well enough that, you know, we could be cordial and it was like I didn't have no problems with her and she didn't really have any problems with me for the most part. So, you know, it was mm. what it was. And then I had Courtney and it was like, okay, well, you know, I'll go ahead and see what it's like doing this single mom thing, yeah. dating. Um and so, I guess, I mean, and it's cool, people have their preferences and their choices, but I, I guess sometimes it's the wording that people use when they're saying, oh, I don't wanna date this person because they've got kids. Like, it can sound really negative, as if that person is less than someone who doesn't have kids, or they're not as valuable as a partner. With someone who doesn't have kids. I think that's what always throws me off.
0: I think that's because you're the person on the other side.
1: And that's very possible.
0: Um, because it is different. Like, and that person is taking on a lot more than you. And one of the other points we he talked about, which is I'm selfish. And I've seen this. It's, and I think this is, this is what the world portrays of the norm is. You don't put your kid after your boyfriend or girlfriend, so naturally I'm trying to get to know you. I'm trying to build with you, but I know that I'm always going to come second. And we had we dealt with that, yeah. And, I, and a number of ways. I think we may always will. I don't know. Maybe eventually over time, but she was there for six years
1: when we before. started. I think she was seven.
0: seven. She turns nine this year.
1: Oh no! So no, so six.
0: Yeah. Um, and on a smaller, but real scale for me is at a dog and you aren't the hugest pet fan, um, say the least. (laughs) And that part of my life wasn't going to change. So there was this natural, I don't want to tension, so to speak of, we are trying to build a life and we had to build a life very quickly because of the way everything transpired. But I also realized we had a number of conversations that, And you've alluded to, Courtney would come first. And I think when you're dating someone, it's even harder because I can't not put my kid before you if we're just dating. Yeah. Like, that's almost, in a lot of ways, that would be irresponsible. Um, But that can be a source of contention, especially if it's a guy, a single guy, a successful single guy, and he wants his attention as well. And vice versa for women. Um, and I, I support all, you know, single dads. I don't feel like that happens as much, but if you have a lot going on in your life and you want to be put first and you know that you come second to someone else's child, that's a lot to deal with on top of parent, helping parent that child, but knowing that that child is ahead of you in your significant other's eyes. Um,
1: and seeing, I think it's, I mean, even now when we have this conversation, It's You don't even see it it, as the single parent in the conversation. You don't see it as putting your kid first. Because a lot, especially after we got married, a lot of the conversation was include you in decision making and include you in like not just the big stuff, you know, but in the little things like going school shopping and all of that. And for me, it's like, oh, I'm not, it's not even something that I'm thinking about. It's it's second nature. I get up, I know that Courtney has this, 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 and this that needs to be done. And it was, it was hard, it's still hard sometimes to turn that off and be like, oh, I'm not doing this by myself anymore. I don't have to just be reliant on me to make sure these things get done for Courtney. But at the same time, it's, again, it's, programmed you've been doing it was doing it for however long before you started dating person got married to person and it's like having to reprogram your brain and i know we you know had very um serious discussions Mm -hmm. on multiple different occasions about the way that i would handle things and I know it, you personally, like you felt at not necessarily an attack. Is that the right word? Mm, um,
0: explain. I don't like, think attack. I know
1: you felt, you felt some type of way about it as if though I were excluding you, Yeah. but th- and it was never my intention to make you feel excluded. It's just me being used to me doing what I needed to do. Right. Um, and so, that whole conversation about who comes first, who comes second, like, I hate having it, well, used to hate having it, because I don't want anybody to feel like they have to come second. I don't want anybody to have to feel like they're coming first. Um, everybody, for me, is equally important. I love everybody. That's <laughs> and all of thing. that. But that's not a thing anymore. Um, but you do have to learn that as a single parent. And then, obviously depending on your faith there's a whole nother level added to it Mm -hmm. so for me initially i don't think i struggle with it as much anymore every once in a while i'll do something and i'm like dang i should have asked ray or i should have talked to ray um but even getting the people in my life used to coming to you to ask you about things for courtney like there's been a few different instances yeah. where people would ask me and you'd be standing right there. Like, well, I'm, yeah. I'm her, I'm her dad now. So you can, um,
0: and I guess that's the part and that it's just perspective. And it's like, like you said, I'm standing right here. Um, and we'll get, I'll, I'll touch on another aspect of this in a minute, but it's like, y'all don't see me. <laughs> and then we'll talk like, I'm not there because you and her relationship with them pre- predates me. And so y'all have a thing. Um, y'all have a group. Y'all have a circle. Y'all have a relationship. And I'm just like the guy. Um, and I think that it's frustrating because the same way you said you have to make a conscious decision to like do things different. I'm like, I'm right here. Like, what do you mean it's a conscious effort? Like, did you not you not see me? Like, when you was on the phone and I was sitting right there and you told them that it was okay for her to go do this and you didn't think to, you know, bring me into that conversation. And now it's like, and then we have the conversation after the fact and it's like, oh, well, do you want me to call him back? Well, well, no, because now it's awkward. Um, (laughs) But I was here. Like, I heard it and you, but that conversation didn't happen. Uh, So I think that was a big adjustment to, like, so how long are we going to have to go, how through, are we gonna this? go through this? Um, and I think the bigger part for me and I, where I was going to go is even with her. Like, and then I told you, and this is still playing out day by day, the difference between my relationship with the boys who I've been around from the beginning with and her. And even to this day, I'm still Mr. Ray. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think you've gotten worn out at times because she will constantly (laughs) go to you for questions. I
1: know. Like I got to a point where I was just like, every time you ask me, I'm just going to say no. Go ask dad.
0: Yeah. Like there's been many, many times (laughs) we are in Courtney and I are in the same room. She will leave said room (laughs) to go ask you a question. And I'm like, does it? Makes it easier for me, yeah, but it's just like that's taken a lot of time, uh, and I think it's still a work in progress. Um, for her to like, God forbid, we ever get to a point where she comes to me like first.
1: I know, I don't know how I would handle that. I probably would feel some type of way, to be honest.
0: I could understand that, (laughs) um, but that is, you know, it's 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 ever evolving. And then getting to learn her and know her. Um, It's just for someone that if you are planning to date someone with kids, I think there's a lot of things that are not thought through long term. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a recipe for disaster on both sides that you have to if you're if you're the especially the single mother with the child, like how is that going to look? Um, what does that look like specifically for everyone? What does it look like for the the other partner? What does it look like for the child? Um, And then being able to walk walk and work through that, it's just a lot.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I completely agree. Our situation was unique because Courtney's dad had passed away when she was mm, two-ish, somewhere in there. And so, and then she never knew him. So, you know, whatever you want to add to that. Like, I remember telling her that he passed away. And I think it maybe registered just a little bit for that age. But it wasn't until until she started school that the realization, I think, really sunk in. Because that's when she started
0: asking questions. Right. Um, Which is natural if you're seeing other people's dads. Mm-hmm around
1: and so at that and I think I don't know if it was necessarily a conscious decision but I did make a decision then like the people who I would have around her the people who would you know pick up the slack from him not being around would be only people who were going to be in her life long term um and at times that was really difficult because like, it's like, I'm dating a guy. I really like him, but I'm not exactly sure where this is going yet. And I'd like to introduce him to court. But at the same time, he hasn't given me indi- in any indication that it's to that point yet. Um, and then by the time I started dating um, my ex, it was like, long distance. And so it really had no major impact on her life. Like she would see us on the phone, she knew who he was, like she would have conversations with him, but it, there wasn't there still wasn't like a an attachment, a real attachment there. Um and so when we broke up, for her it was just like oh, okay. You just so I'm never going to go to England now. <laughs> Like I'm I'm not gonna get to see Big Ben. And I'm just like, no, nah, we can still go. We just won't be going to yeah. go see that and him. Um but then even after that, and I remember even having conversations with you, like deciding like I need I wanted different. I wanted to do different. But a big driving factor in that was Courtney. Like I remember, you know, things from my childhood and just the neglect that I felt from my my real dad and then, you know, the men that my mom later married and were father figures, even at a point when they weren't together anymore. Like I never, I, I felt that emptiness and before I filled it with God, like it was just there and mm-hmm. I didn't understand how to not make it be there. And that was something I never wanted for Courtney. So like I remember telling us like, man, I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what the new way that I'm gonna do things, but something's gotta give because one, this isn't something that I want repeated in court. And I was glad that, you know, we decided to do what we did, and now we're here where we at. Yeah. But long like you said, long term, if you're not making decisions, based around not just your own happiness but what's good for your kid and then also what's good for the person who's stepping into your kid's life it can just be a whole big super mess
0: and I think that's also important because you you think in a relationship like you and I had to get to know each other on that kind of level yeah um, like we had a friendship but Dating someone and being a friend with someone is two totally different, different, things. different things.
1: Still learning how to do you, it for you, real, for you real.
0: see a whole lot more than you know existed. There are conversations. Things are on earth. Things that maybe haven't been shared with really anyone else other than a really, really significant other that you didn't have to deal with. I think from my perspective, and I think something that's definitely missed a lot is how... Parenting beliefs. So you have your belief system on how to raise a child. Mm-hmm. And I'm just hypothetically like it could be on whether certain music's played in the house, certain shows are watched, um, certain lifestyles are around the child, um, whether church is going to be or religion or spirituality is going to be involved, holidays. Um, does the Easter Bunny really exist? Does the tooth fairy <laughs> exist? Does Santa Claus exist? Um, and so there's just a lot as far as understanding how the child is now going to be raised. Right. And, and under-
1: intermingling two lives basically.
0: Right. But also understanding that if you were going to bring in this new person into your life as a parent, you now have to take a step back on some things where you had a desire and a passion to raise your child a certain type of way and someone else could have a different perspective. So you guys might agree on relationship one to one another. But as far as being parents, because of how you guys were raised, it could be completely different. Most definitely. And so for me, I had my own way that I was raised. And my mom raised me a certain type of way And my dad's relationship. I think, I guess we could better say it was better than yours with your (laughs) biological dad, but it wasn't the best, um, especially at a critical point. So as far as how to be a dad, we didn't really have that.
1: No. Yeah.
0: Um, and so we've really had to figure that out on the fly, and it's more so the models, and we we actually talked about this um, a couple weeks ago in church. Um, is how we are really framing this parenthood, because there's no real book on. How to be a great parent.
1: There is no There's no college (laughs) class that you can
0: take. There's no night school that you can take that says, if you do this, this, and that, your your kids will be successful. (laughs) Um, And when their kid says this, you say this, and this will get you a good result. Like, that don't happen. Uh, So it's been a lot to embrace. And I would say I think we've done a pretty good job. Like, I think you were still doing, like, the Easter Bunny Santa Claus thing. And I killed that early. Uh, we did have an Easter egg hunt, but we did,
1: but we did not celebrate yeah. Easter bunny or anything yeah. like that. And which I... was different, different from for me because like we had Santa in my house. We did the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy. Like, and I was cool with all of those things continuing. Yeah. And you were just like, haven't
0: eh. like that I remember, I haven't I, I think I painted Easter eggs one time. I don't remember doing Easter egg hunt. Ever. And if it was, it was a long <laughs> time ago. And like we said, we, we did it, but I wasn't super motivated. I, I, th- I think it turned out well. Um, it was fun for the kids. But like I said, Santa Claus and some of the other stuff, or another big holiday is Halloween. Um, where I come from and my background, they don't do that. We go to church for Halloween. Um, other people don't. And so... It's one thing where you and I, because we don't need to necessarily celebrate Halloween, but for a child and, and explaining to them why and they explaining can't to spoil. them why yeah. like that's different, especially when that's a part of their life and they've been doing it for so long. And I was like, "Oh, you showed up, and now I
1: <laughs> no, I don't
0: have Halloween. So now, I
1: don't get to dress up. Like what? <laughs> right.
0: And so we, I think we've worked well around it, but I'm sure it's still different.
1: Yeah, most um, definitely for what
0: she had been used to.
1: And so I guess even when you talk about the adding in the different parental views, because like you said, like I had been doing things one way and we had conversations um, about the way that you wanted to do things, especially after we found out I was pregnant with the boys. Um, you had, we, you know, we continue to have conversations about, the different ways that you wanted to do things. And for me, it was like, dang, what did I just walk myself into? Because, again, I was so used to not being the one with the power is just the best way for me to put it. And it's like, in the back of my mind, eh, he ain't about to come in here and tell me how to raise my kid and do what, I, you know, I'm still in charge over here. But realistically, in a relationship with someone who you want to have a relationship with long term, that's not how you can think on any level. and, And not even just about kids, but about anything. If you want to build a life with someone, their wants, needs, thoughts, opinions all have to be taken into consideration. But again, it was like... No, he did not just come in here and just, like, what the, What does he think he's doing?
0: <laughs> yeah. And for me, like, I've always had this belief, and I still have this belief, if it's a child and you're in my home, I will be able to discipline you. And yeah. if you think that you're going to come in here and talk all croud crazy to me, I said on the podcast before, and I'll say it again, I will fight kids. <laughs> like, I'm not going to go as far as to say, like, F them kids, but... I don't mess with disrespectful children.
1: And for uh, what it's worth, I don't either. Like, like, I
0: can't do it. Like, it's not cute to me. It's not funny. It's not ha-ha laugh at all. No, we're not doing that. Like, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to debate with you. We can talk. Now you can share your opinion on why you feel that way. But at the end of the day, if you want to live here, then <laughs> Not
1: if you want to live here. You, you got to...
0: <laughs> Uh, assimilate to the rules of the home <laughs> assimilate uh, so that is another issue and I know you've talked to some people and everyone doesn't appreciate or support Oh, that yeah. other party disciplining said child
1: yeah I remember um, when I told I think I told I, I, whoever I told um, <laughs> <laughs> that you had spanked Courtney like, the look that they gave me was, like, disgust. Like, they couldn't believe that I let you do it. And I was like, I mean, he's her dad now. So, what else, you know, if we believe in disciplining the kids, it's not just going to be me doing it. Like, he is going to do it as well. Plus, I'm a better discipline. Yeah, whatever. Um, and, like, there's this whole stigma, not even... but. Because, like, I, I, knew, I know where the stigma comes from. There are enough bad situations that you see on the news where some woman or some man has let someone else come into their home and abuse their children. Mm-hmm. This ain't it. There is a difference between abuse and, uh, you know, discipline. And the idea that I was going to let you be her dad in some aspects, but then not be her dad in other aspects. To me, that didn't make sense because I, I don't want there to be any limitations on what she feels about you. So why would I then limit the interactions of what you guys can have? Like from disciplining to, you know, rewarding every level you're supposed to be involved. Just as you would if you were her biological dad. Um, and then they were just like, well, biological parent, don't even spank the kids. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, that's, that's setting you know, yourself
0: up for disaster.
1: Whatever <laughs> it is what it is. But, and it's a decision that they've obviously made mm-hmm. within their relationship um, and I'm not gonna judge what other people do with their, you know, significant other, whatever, whatever, and their kids, because quite frankly, it's none of my business. But mm. it was just the way that they responded, excuse me, they responded to me when I said that, yeah, Ray, Ray spanks the kids. And they were just like, I can't believe you do that. I, I don't even know how you're okay with it. And it was like, well, I am because this is what it's going to be.
0: Very true. Um, so I see, and I guess we can get into the, this part. Um, and although it wasn't our experience, uh, I guess I would be curious to know how, I guess I I will share from me, like the concept that we talked about it earlier of when there is another parent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a number of friends that deal with this situation. I've never had any desire to have a relationship <laughs> with my girl's kid's parent. The other parent. The other parent. Like, I think that's awkward. Uh, I've seen a lot of things on the internet that support
1: co-parenting.
0: co-parenting. No, we're not hanging out like when the kids with us, the kids with us. I don't want you. I don't want you and your potential other kids. I don't want you and your girlfriend or your new wife around. Like, I have never, and to this day, have no desire for that. Don't text me. Don't call me. The only reason we ever need to talk is if it's about the kid. And that should be super limited. Personally, you can leave me out of it. Like, Y'all can talk to a certain extent, but y'all don't need to be talking a whole bunch. Because y'all shouldn't have a lot to talk about because she with me um so that's just always been really really awkward for me and I've seen people do it I do not know how I don't really understand why I do I, I would say this I do think it can make it easier for the child but it isn't that serious the kid will be raised perfectly fine in our household without you being anywhere near or part of it but that's my okay two cents future on <laughs> I'm not future because he got a bunch of kids and he's not really there for any of them. I uh, completely agree. Um, but yeah, I just—I guess I'd be curious to know your take on it. I just feel like there's so many minefields to navigate with that, and God forbid that me and him get the beefing, and or he disrespect her, so then I'm in it. I just never. Just rather
1: it. not have to deal with it. None
0: at all. At all.
1: And so before I answer, like, I'll ask the question, would you say that has to do with your family dynamic or just just based on things that you've seen? Because for me, obviously, like, when my mom married my sister's dad, I had a little brother, um, same age as Tiana. So, mm-hmm. like, I grew, and then I have half brothers and half sisters from my biological dad and although we aren't all that super close, yeah well, me and Paige yeah. are close. Um like I view them like family, no other other way. And for what it's worth, Tiana and Taz are my half sisters. But we grew up together. Like I wouldn't think anything differently about. That's half them.
0: If y'all share the same parent? I thought half was like if the dude that your mom met brought them. No. So even if they're born out of the same woman, they're still a half still sister? half
1: sister because they've got different dads or they have different yeah. mom. You know, however you your family. So what do you call that? Out. Is that step? Step.
0: Oh, uh, okay, okay.
1: But we in my family, that's not how we look at it. It's mm. you're my sister, you're my brother, like, and it is what it is, what it is. And for me, like, my again, like my biological dad. From my knowledge, wasn't really around. Mm. So when my when Ron came into our lives, well, my life, Tiana was born a few years after I was. Ron, I mean, until my mom and Ron got divorced, like Ron was the only dad I could remember. And Mm. for what it's worth, my has been really my real dad my whole life. Like I can call him right now and be like, "Hey, I need to talk," and he'd be there. Right. Um, but I'm sure early on he had to deal with my, my biological dad and however that situation rolled out. And then, you know, eventually when my mom remarried again, it was like, then he had to deal with my stepdad then. So, but there was, from my standpoint, obviously as a child, like I never saw any tension or beef or anything like that. They just made, the parents made it work. Mm. Um, co-parenting to me. And again, like it's, I didn't have to do it because Courtney's dad passed away. Um, It was more so me seeing other people go through it. And Mm. I know people who co-parent really successfully. Like they don't have any issues. Like I said, with their, you know, their child's parent and life is Gucci.
0: (laughs) Um, But you, I think you said was my view based on, like, my life. So I guess I'll give this two sides. I would say no, because I never really had to deal with that on any kind of real level. Um, When my dad remarried, they never had kids. Right. Um, The closest thing they had was his wife had a sister that was, I think she's younger than me, maybe, similar age. I don't actually know. Um, And so we have no relationship at all. Like, I don't think I've ever had a real conversation with her. And I've known her... I don't know how long my dad's been remarried, but I've always known her. (laughs) Like, we don't have each other's number. We don't speak um, unless we're forced in the same... We're in the same environment. And that's really it. Like, I know where she works because she's worked the same place the entire time. And I have no desire to know. Um, So in that, and I feel... I'm a lot older now, Um, but had my dad, and maybe it's because of how I feel about that situation. Yeah. But had my dad had other kids, I don't think I would desire any relationship with them. Really? Uh, Yeah. Like, again, I think a lot of that stems from the circumstances, but for what? Like, I don't. Like, me and my mom are good. You didn't want to be here. So enjoy your life. Enjoy your kids. Don't bring them around me. <laughs> like, I'm good. Um, so, and again, like, because I think him and his and I relationship isn't really strong. It's more cordial than, like, in depth. Like, we don't really hang out. We're not really, like, best friends. I think that might be why I had somehow through everything we remain like, really cool. Then maybe... I feel
1: like you would feel differently.
0: I would, but as a man of principle... I just don't think I would ever desire to get to know your other family. Like, I don't, I don't know. I just the thought of it doesn't appeal to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, which is understandable. I I know people who've been through, gone through the same situation, and they, you know, feel how they feel about their uh, other siblings. Um, But yeah, I've never looked at it that way. Like I said. Well, for what it's worth, me, Tiana, and Taz, we, we grew up together, same household. Right. So it was kind of hard. That
0: part would be different, but I don't think that could ever happen Like in my situation. No,
1: yeah, your situation um, was Like different. I guess
0: that my mom met someone we... and then he had kids or they had kids.
1: <laughs> you just liked being an only child. I, do. Okay.
0: I love just being say. an only child. <laughs> like for all those people out there who have siblings y'all want to talk about how great it is. It's not better than being an only <laughs> child. Having siblings. Now, I, w- I think our boys, I think that would be okay. Because they're like the same age, they've grown up. I think that'll be okay. But, if and God forbid if I had to be like a younger sibling and had someone bullying me all the time when mom and dad weren't around. But
1: that's not necessarily how it always that,
0: works. Yes, it does. Everybody I've talked to, someone gets picked, picks on the other kid. Our two kids are 18 months and they kind of do it now. They do. Yeah. And I'm sure it'll just continue to foster into a <laughs> loving, love-hate relationship. <laughs> because everybody I know with siblings, they talk about how much they love their siblings. But they have some awful stories. This is true. Because I, I can tell sisters. and sister pulling up underwear, wedgies, and all kinds of just stuff. Stuff. That I do not have to deal with. And I'm great. Christmas was me. <laughs> Birthdays, me a vacation, me. No one else.
1: That explains so much about you, though. I love it. I know you do. I love it. Um, so co-parenting for you is a no. It's just a. I think. Like like zero. I said,
0: um, barring a gravely unfortunate circumstance, I would have never been with someone that had kids and the other parent was like active. And I've always said. <laughs> Like, for the other parent, I would, you know, prefer if they be either be a deadbeat or dead. Like, I did not want that extra headache in my life. And I found the situation.
1: I can't wait to see the comments on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be honest about it. I
0: found the situation that I, God knew what I could handle. Yeah, and for
1: what it's worth, that's probably true. Because um, I couldn't really imagine you, de- especially, is for what it's worth, Courtney's dad, like you and him, it wouldn't have been it'd have been awful to be one hundred percent honest. I don't doubt that. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. The um other thing that I wanted to touch on as far as this goes is I guess because it's not on here. I'm just trying to Because it came to me while we were talking just now. Here we go. Let's go. So we're together. I love you. Oh, you man. love me. Oh yeah. This is a forever thing. Yeah. But if something did happen,
0: mm-hmm. We've, we've talked about it. What
1: what what would be your expectation of parenting with me later? If you know, God forbid, <sighs> and we're not speaking it into existence. It's just no, you no, know no. conversation.
0: So, what do I think? Parent. I think it'd be awful. Um, do you really? I do. Um, like, I'm somebody who went through a divorce, and it cost me a lot of money, and I'm still somewhat bitter <laughs> that given somewhat? the circumstances of my divorce that I was the one that had to pay money, um, pisses me off. <laughs> so, given <laughs> given the circumstances of us not working, I imagine it would be a similar situation Mm. Uh, where there was some level of infidelity or something crazy. And so at that point, if I was then forced to pay child support, (laughs) to help support children that had a happy home that was ruined by someone else, (laughs) I would be super bitter and I would do as minimal as possible that the courts required of me if we went the court route. Um, Mm. so I would imagine that there would be some kind of split in custody or whatever, but I think that's BS because once kids get in school, they can't be going back and forth during the week. So then that means someone's stuck with weekends. And if I was the one stuck with weekends, but I'm paying for a full month of child support, (laughs) then I'm going to be upset. Um, so naturally there'd be a lot of that. And then... Just since we're hypothetically going through this, in my experience with you, you haven't always picked the best men.
1: Ah, oh, this is true. I mean, for this part, this is true.
0: So, those jokers would now <laughs> be involved in my children's life. And that would piss me off as well. Because I don't know at that point, like, who knows how old we'd be. So, hopefully, people would be more mature and stuff like that. But the environments that they would be in, the things that they're being exposed to, likely would not be things that I would be happy with. So then when I did get my children and they start potentially doing or saying things that I don't like, I would be even more <laughs> angry. Um, because I'd be like, that didn't come from me. Uh, and So it I just think on so many levels it would just be miserable. And I have no desire to figure out what that life would be like.
1: But for what it's worth, it sounds like you would be the one making it miserable.
0: How? I Well, okay. So (laughs) flip it. If the kids are here and you're paying me, and I can move on with my life, it'd be better.
1: Oh, okay. So as long as you, I guess, don't end up with the short end of the stick, hundred percent, great.
0: Absolutely, within (laughs) reason.
1: Within reason. Uh, I'll be honest, I've never played the scenario out in my head because we're going to last forever and our marriage is going to be great and we're going to raise our kids together forever and it's just going to be cool. But if, you know, Mm -hmm. something did go down and, you know, we decided to part ways, like I'd like to think that, and maybe this is naive of me after listening (laughs) to your answer, (laughs) <laughs> that because at minimum we've been friends for a long time, like I feel like we could at least fall back on that friendship a little bit. If we're getting divorced,
0: that friendship is dead.
1: I mean, for what it's worth, it doesn't have to be dead forever. You're not gonna like hate me, or not, and I'm definitely not gonna hate you for whatever part you may have played. You know do You know
0: me. <laughs> I do know you. Do you know how many people are dead to me <laughs> at this very moment? Unfortunately
1: I do, and that's just insane. Like you I don't <laughs> think you can continue to live your life that way. There's some more of Pastor Tony's
0: message that needs to sink down deep in your heart. I mean that might be true, but as it stands So no. it'd just be miserable. No, I'm just saying like you're saying you think that if we got divorced it'd somehow be amicable. And I'm saying...
1: Like Kim and Kanye.
0: They're billionaires. Individually.
1: <laughs> That's what
0: <laughs> makes it better. That makes life a whole lot easier. You want to know why Jeff Bezos' divorce was so easy? He gave her $25 billion and <laughs> walked. If I could give you $25 <laughs> billion and still have like 200 something billion, yeah, that makes divorce infinitely easier.
1: Whatever.
0: We're not them. We're us and i try my really hardest to take care of everyone and, and so, you
1: do and you do an amazing job yeah
0: babe. and so if i felt someone was trying to siphon that oh siphon um especially like i said in the situation where i think we wouldn't work it would be because you cheated i don't see another scenario that we don't work um i guess in theory i could cheat I don't know how or why or how what that would even look like that's really even kind of awkward to think about but I guess it's possible. Yeah, cuz you were
1: perfect.
0: I'm not. And in that scenario, I think my opinion would be different. Like I would have to own that I screwed it up. Yeah. And I would pray for grace, but I put myself in that situation. And so in my life when I've made bad decisions and I put myself in bad situations, I've owned it. And in that situation, it would be different. If that was a situation where I screwed it up and you was like, I can't do this. Oh, my God. And then <laughs> I'm taking for everything you want, then I'd be like, eh. I'd still be like bare minimum because like, we should be able to work this out without getting the courts involved because I wouldn't be that guy. Like I wouldn't blow up the marriage and then like not take care of my kids. That'll never happen unless I'm dead. Um, and even then, I got stuff in place to make sure that y'all taken care of. So
1: Finally got that life insurance trade now, huh?
0: <laughs> there there are things in place that it, God forbid that I die you should be you and them should be okay for some time mm-hmm. um, okay but in that scenario then yeah I would own it I'd still be pissed cause everything else I said would still exist but I wouldn't be as angry at you because I screwed it up
1: yeah I mean which makes sense Um, and I think when we what well, we did when we first started dating we both came into this relationship walked into our marriage we knew what each other's deal breakers were yeah um and we agreed that if we were going to do it it was going to be us against the world us forever um and so giving that we know what our deal breakers are like i think we do a decent job a pretty good job of the word. I think for us to have been friends for as long as we did or as long as we were, we made the transition from being just friends to being boyfriend, girlfriend, to being husband and wife as smoothly as we could, given the circumstances. Um But it was different getting to know you as a boyfriend getting to know you as my husband versus just knowing you as Ray, the guy in you from high school. Yeah. Um, And there were a lot of things that like I loved you for as a friend, but it was a whole different (laughs) uh, animal (laughs) learning to love you as a a significant other. Mm -hmm. Like, all the little things that were kind of cute and quirky and like, oh, mm. you get on my nerves or whatever you want to call it. Like, when we got married, it was like, this dude is crazy. But you're, you're not crazy. Like, you're just very particular and very observant. Mm. And you missed your calling as a great debater because you would have been great at it. Like, Amazing.
0: Um, I take advantage of the opportunities presented. We know. Yeah. Um, and it's fun. The art of the debate, and this is kind of a side conversation, I think, that's, I think that's beneficial in relationships and friendships to be able to push one another. And I wouldn't go to the extreme of we were watching the Joe Budden podcast and Joe was saying, like, he will purposefully, in situations, mess it up. Not like destroy it, but just make it uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of growth comes from being uncomfortable, not just in relationships, but in life. Yeah. And part of who I am is somebody that if I allow you in my circle, I want you to be the best person that you can be. And the only way for me to get you there or help you get there is to challenge you. And so that's how I am. I'm with you, with friends, with our kids, because... That's the standard I hold to myself, and that's what I want out of people. However, what that actually looks like (laughs) in the moment can be very uncomfortable, very frustrating, and in some cases even infuriating, but the mentality that I have is that I'm trying to help everyone be better. And if we can work and figure out how to get through these situations, we will be better for it.
1: I mean, for what it's worth... By far, the most... The, mm, you're the best communicator that I've ever been with. I'll definitely say that. because And for what it's worth. like I don't always like what you have to say. Mm. Because a lot of times, it's like holding a, like a mirror up. And mm. it's like reflection. And mm. I don't always necessarily like what it is yes, that you're trying yes, to yes. show me. But... A lot of times it's very necessary. Um, and I think as a couple trying to blend a family, that that can be even more difficult because in some conversations I know I've said that I feel like you're making me, you're calling me a bad mom, or I mm-hmm. feel like you think I'm like this awful person, when in reality, you're, that's not what you're saying you're saying this is what you're doing this is how you could be doing it better mm. let's figure out how we can do it better together that's not always best received from someone who has been doing it by themselves by themselves for so long yeah and it's like i know it's not an attack on me it's not an attack on me as a person as a mom but when you're pushing challenging Pulling out the best in people, it can really, it, it can bruise your ego a lot.
0: Yeah, I can see that.
1: So, you know, like I said, we've worked through it. Like, you know, better ways to talk to me now. And. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you fair. do. For what it's no, you do. It's fair. Um. And I am still learning better ways to better communicate with you. Because for what it's worth, apparently, I really suck at communicating at times.
0: I think the times where you struggle to communicate are in emotional moments. Where, like you said, your pride or your ego may have been bruised. Mm -hmm. And the desire or need to just own it or humble is difficult for everyone. No one likes being wrong. No one likes feeling like they failed or came up short or are the problem. And so I'm the type of person that when there's conflict, and we've talked about this on the pod a couple times, I'm pretty black and white on either someone was right or someone was wrong. And so typically, and I've said this maybe on this pod, but just in life, a lot of the stuff I say, I don't just say. Like, it seems like, you just made that crap up. But then when you challenge me, I have what I believe to be facts, irrefutable facts to back up <laughs> what I'm saying. And so then when Little I... Little bullet points that just get on your nerves. Right. And so then when I go through those facts, it's hard to refute them. So then you have a choice. I have to now look in the mirror, as you said, and say, that crap he said is actually right. And so either I can agree with him, which is going to stroke his ego, and I have an ego, <laughs> <laughs> Which people think is a detriment to stroke my ego, but it's really not. Like, I I don't hold it over people that like I'm. I believe I'm intelligent. I do that or speak that way when people challenge my intelligence or you try and play me like I'm dumb. All right, well let me explain with you, to you why I'm not dumb, and I'm going to give you an elaborate story as to why I'm not dumb and why maybe the dumb person in this conversation isn't me it you um and so words have always been a thing for me because physical altercations although i've been in a number of them that's not ideal like i don't believe typically that solves a lot there are some scenarios where i think friends and family and i've fought a couple members of my family in small situations and friends i've fought a number of my friends actually um but Those things I think can be kind of healthy, but typically when it's someone I don't know, I'm not trying to fight you. The issue is something over words and you just got to figure out a better way of being you because I know the situation. I've proven I'm right in the situation. You just have to own it. So I think our issue comes from you've been a mom, a single mom, you've built a life for you. And I think you would, I think you're pretty happy with what your life had became pre me. So to come into this family and to feel like I am critical of you on a lot of different fronts is a lot. And I don't know, and you could kind of speak to this, how often in your life where you've had someone that was checking you, so to speak, on a regular basis um, and you had to then embrace it because it's not easy to embrace for anyone on any level.
1: Um, for what it's worth, the only people, person I ever really let check me is my mom. Like, and that's mainly because, like, my mom knows the ins and outs of everything from the rooter to the tutor, like, she's been there. Um, I had a friend who in some ways could, but the difficulty even within that would be how it's presented mm-hmm. because I'm not one of those people who you can just talk to any kind of way or I'm not. And then if I feel disrespected, old me, I'm going to come back and you're going to feel some type of way after I get off what's on my chest, you know, in response to whatever it is that you said that dis—I made me feel disrespected. Mm-hmm. New me, I can take it more in stride. I can look at what's being said and why it's being said and take from it what I need and leave out all the other stuff. And for what it's worth, it's something I'm still learning how to do because it's not easy. I'm I one, I'm a very combative person. Like I always have been. Um And again, when I feel like I'm being challenged, whether rightfully or wrongly, like I'm not just going to roll over and accept that your opinion is correct or whatever it is that you're saying is correct. Because a lot of times what I would do is not necessarily all the little bullet points, but for me, there would be very significant things that, in my mind, I've ne- not necessarily tallied up against the person, but, you know, little widgets on which I could draw on, you know, that it's like you are saying all these things about me, mm-hmm. but what about you? And obviously that's not the best way to communicate. Right. <laughs> and so I've learned to be better. Um but, and I mean, for what it's worth, just my mom. Like, even today, yeah. if my mom had something to say about whatever, she could say it and I receive it and do with it what I will.
0: Yeah. And I think that that aspect and you talked about, pointing the finger back, um, I think, and you, you talked about my ability to debate. I think the frustrating part, not just for you, but for, I guess, kind of looking back in hindsight for most women
1: <laughs> um,
0: that I've dealt with is I have, I believe, and I believe it's proven, even in a volatile emotional situation, I can process information at a pretty efficient rate to the point that I can still hear and understand what you're saying, but my point is still my point and I still can revert back to situations that speak to that.
1: Yeah. And I can't do that at all. Like once I'm pissed, all rhyme or reason, is right. just gone.
0: Yeah. So and-, then it just, <laughs> and we've had situations situation where it just becomes yelling and then it's pointless yelling and I don't do well. Yeah. Yelling. You don't do well with that. Like, Cause I'm not going to yell with you. Like if you want to have a, con- like to me, even in a passionate debate. The goal is still to get an understanding for me or me to help, help you get understanding. Like rarely in any kind of debates or arguments, I guess if you want to use that word, do I start name calling because that's, that's just an emotional reaction out of frustration. That's not a means to a positive end. I'm not trying to belittle you, call you out your name or disrespect you, the person. Now, if what you're doing, I believe, to be childish or immature, then I'm going to say yeah, that behavior is immature. If you blow up and walk out and leave the conversation while someone's talking, like, that's not productive. Right. Um, but once people, and I feel like this happens a lot, once you get into name calling, conversation dead. The conversation is dead. Um, and so at that point, typically, I shut down just because, not that I think you won, but I'm just not going to. That, that's childish to me. Like two grown adults, even in disagreement, should be able to still communicate effectively, even if the volume has been turned up a little bit. Um,
1: so then you add kids, the stress of kids. 100%. On top of that. For us, that first year of marriage was eventful. That's a great word. <laughs> that is a great eventful. word. Eventful. Because it was like we were, again, still learning how to love each other as more than just friends. But we were married. We were blending our lives. We had kids on the way. We had an eight-year-old. And we didn't see eye to eye on a lot of stuff. And I don't think I...
0: See, I think we saw eye to eye on a lot of stuff. But there were some big things we didn't see eye to eye on. Hmm. And I think that... But and it was like we got all this little stuff that we can we can get by with that, but then there was some real issues, and most likely we want to talk whether it be intimacy, money, um, and then like for were you not driving, um, and so there were some bigger issues that, and then the way you spent your money versus the way I spent my money, like those issues were big issues, but that was your lifestyle. You were used to spending three, four, five hundred dollars getting your hair done. 80 to $120 getting your nails done. <laughs> and I've never been a part of, or with any woman that did that. Like that was just <laughs> mind blowing. And then you spend the money you had to spend on Uber because you didn't drive. So I think there were certain scenarios that were kind of ingrained that we just took time for us to work through. Yeah. But it was recurring while we had all the stress of everything else boys. That didn't, they did okay sleeping through the night, but they weren't great. And then trying to figure out that balance. Like I got to get up and go to work. You're not working. So I know you would like for us to alternate getting up, but I actually have to go to work. <laughs> so how about you just do the night shift and like that conversation. So we were in unity that when they hit three months and they get out the room. <laughs> but good.
1: then, then you also have to think about the pandemic happened. So it was like right when we started to get in a Mm -hmm. place where we were getting, we were communicating better and we were starting to manage the whole co parenting us doing that together. Boom. We're all locked in the house together every day, all day for like four months before we were even able to really leave the house. Yeah. And I personally was miserable. Like, I'm a social person. I missed my friend. And for what it's worth, I had just been pregnant the whole year before, it seemed like. Yeah. So I didn't do anything the year before. Like I was thinking about every concert what that I missed. What did
0: you do the year before? We did a couple things when we was pregnant. What did we do when I was pregnant? Well, one, we were on the honeymoon. What did, we did some. We took some other. You weren't pregnant when we went to. Where did we go with Sheena?
1: This one went to Cozumel. And that's I was a honeymoon. There was a little some honeymoon. They said it another resort, yeah, yeah, so just, it didn't really count. It okay. counted,
0: but it didn't really count. I thought that was a separate separate trip. No, nah. but I thought we went to a couple places. No, did we go a bunch of places? But
1: no, nah, we. Didn't I go don't anywhere. feel like there's
0: been a time in our relationship we've gone more than three months without traveling. Well, it was. It was the beginning of our relationship.
1: <laughs> we didn't go anywhere. Like from maybe from the time I moved in in July of 2019. Until, we took that first trip to in twenty twenty, yeah. Like we didn't go anywhere. Cause I mean I was super pregnant and I was tired. I and know I by hot. October,
0: but yeah. So from July to October, because you were still working up until what? July, June. Until July? August. Oh, so yeah. I don't know. I might have to look at my look checkbook. At, yeah, go oh. Oh, look at your
1: checkbook. No, and so it was like we were trying to figure out all these things and then kids on top of it. And again, like I'm pretty sure I've said this before, but if there is anything within yourself that you're trying to hide and not deal with and heal, don't get married because marriage exposes it all. And then children magnify it.
0: 100%.
1: And it was like there were all these little things that I didn't realize that I had dealt with and it was like boom little explosion here boom little explosion there boom little explosion and it's like oh but he loves me so you know that's cool boom explosion boom explosion kids kids I'm like I thought marriage was supposed to be different (laughs) I thought it was supposed to be so much more fun and I was like this this I don't I don't feel like this is what I signed up for. There are a few times where I was having conversations with myself and I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I don't think he knows what he's doing either. <laughs> God help us.
0: And I, I think so for me, um, and it's just kinda who I am, like, I don't believe in like honeymoon faces.
1: Yeah, because ours was gone.
0: Yeah, And so, like, I feel like the best way to have a long-lasting relationship is to not avoid problems and not have conversation Or not not avoid have conversations. conversations. And so I'm the kind of person, like, because obviously COVID, like, we were always together. So, <laughs> one, you see a lot more when you're always around someone. And so naturally, when you're seeing some things more often than you normally would, they bother you more than they normally would. So, God say say it's the clothes not getting washed. If I'm going in and out, you know, back and forth from work, and you're going and doing your thing, and the clothes are downstairs, you, that's okay for you know maybe a week. You can get out of with that. <laughs> but when every single day I get up and I walk past <laughs> clothes or the dishes or the trash or whatever it is, it's like it just. It adds to everything else. Um, So I think that was difficult for us. But, and this is to all of y'all who lived with someone or got married or whatever during COVID. If y'all could stay together through COVID, (laughs) I think you got one. You can last
1: through anything.
0: Because this has been awful. Not all of it. But for me. This has been awful, but it's been super helpful. And so my point in the conversation I was having is it's expedited my belief system that you get through all the bull crap early so that you can have the future later. And so like I was on a call with a bunch of men and they were talking about like things you talk about during dating. And I'm pretty sure I did this with you because I do. I I have historically done this with most, most people. Like, I want to know as much about your life in like the first two to three weeks as I can get. And then I need that way I can know if this is going to be worth my time. I want to know about your credit score. I want to know how much money you have saved. I want to know what you think about investments. I want to know what you think about kids. I want to know what you think about life in general early. I'm not waiting six months to figure out I don't really like kids or <laughs> I got bad credit or I love my mom and or I love my dad and he's always going to be the first man in my life. I'm not wait, wasting six months of my life trying to figure that out. Um, so we're going to talk a lot and it's going to be in depth and I'm going to ask a ton of questions. And I think the sooner you can get through that, you can figure out if you want to be with someone. And I think this has forced us that now we're in a position that obviously we still got stuff that we deal with. But I think we have a really good understanding of who each other is and what each other wants, and I think we're in a much better place for it.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, and I for what it's worth, I said like I was miserable, but it was more than just you.
0: Or <laughs> <laughs> that's great.
1: It was a lot of different things for me when we first got married. Up, I mean, for real, for real. Up until maybe maybe the last summer that like I was dealing with that I needed to deal with not just for you, but for myself. Hmm. Um, like when Rob passed away, um, that was really, really hard on me. And as much as I loved you, I didn't know how to talk to you about how sad (laughs) I was. Like I I didn't, I just didn't know how to talk to you about it. Yeah. And, for what it's worth, you know, you know, you, you're yeah. not,
0: uh, and just, sorry, I got to clarify this. So she said that and I started laughing. I'm not laughing at her. We went on vacation one time and this thing happened. And so I thought about it. And so I laughed about it, <laughs> but I'm not laughing at her. I know her, what you're laughing at. But go ahead.
1: Um, I didn't know how to talk to you about it. Um, but then, and then I think at the same time, like friendships were like imploding and like. I felt super isolated, but there were all these people around me saying, well, we're here for you, but I didn't feel that way. Mm. And then we were all locked in the house. So I couldn't even go out to go see any of these people, you know, even if I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And so here I am not knowing how to really relate to you, my feelings. I've got these two beautiful angel (laughs) children, babies, who were super needy and super needy of me and then Courtney was home from school and I had to be like a teacher and there were so many other little things and I'm just like lord lord you got to do something cuz <laughs> yeah. this is this is crazy but the more i i guess one have prayed like prayed the more i got into that and the more i stopped trying to And for what it's worth, I'm still totally guilty of this. The more I stopped trying to fight the stuff that you were saying and more so just listen to the things that you were saying and started processing the things that you were saying, um, it started to get better for me. And then I got to a point where it was like, the people that are going to be in my life are the people that are going to be in my life. And... I know you want to be in my life forever. And I know I want you to be in my life forever. I want to be in your life forever. I want this to be forever. Like, how can I build on the relationship that we had as a friendship? Before everything else happened, before the kids and everything, how do I start to build on that? Because that person, like 100%, one head over the heels, love with. Um, not, you know, (laughs) who I, cause I, I, you know, I I felt that you had become really critical at Mm -hmm. one point. And again, it wasn't necessarily you being critical. It was you trying to point out to me things that I could improve upon because you were allowed to check me, so to speak. Um, just
0: wanted you to be great.
1: I know you always do, babe. Um, And so hearing you from not from a place of combativeness, but hearing you from a place of love, like that is what really started to change things for me. And then just dealing with everything outside of us and our little family, dealing with it as it comes. So then when you roll the kids into the scenario, and understanding the hierarchy yep. <laughs> of this household, like it, it all just started to kind of click and make a lot more sense and become a lot easier. And again, not to say that we're perfect and everything's like easy breezy cover girl, but you know. Like, yeah,
0: you know. With it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it. You know, we've learned in this year, I guess, because we're coming up on our two-year anniversary. Yes, we are. Um. Just how to be better, better at a lot of stuff talking, communicating, parenting, um, intimacy, mm. <laughs> just a not lot too of...
0: intimate because we don't want no more kids. Um, or maybe I just don't want more kids.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, god. Uh. <laughs> You've come so far.
1: Oh, man. It's it's just things have gotten a lot better for us. They have. Um, and I'm super happy about that, 100%. It
0: makes life a lot easier.
1: It does. And it makes us better parents. It oh, It makes sure? us, we're able to co-parent a lot better because we're not, not necessarily, because I don't feel like we were ever at each other's throats, but nah. there's like that added or we, we just not, we don't discuss things the same way that we used to, I guess is the best way to put it.
0: That's fair. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, for those of you who, you know, done with the same stuff, um, we'd love to hear from y'all, get y'all thoughts, get y'all opinions. It has been a heck of a journey. We are still really, really early we on. We are.
1: We're still, like I said, almost two years.
0: Yeah. Um, And so it'll be very interesting to see, you know, how we continue to evolve as our kids evolve, as our relationship evolves, as the people involved in our life evolve. Um, I look forward to it. I'm excited uh, for what's to come, Um, for where we've come from. I think we've grown a ton in a short period of time. Mm -hmm. Um, We got, we went from just trying to figure out our own lives to you got like three businesses now.
1: I know, and that's super insane. Yeah. When I think about it, when I sit down and think about it.
0: Yeah. Um, we got, obviously, the podcast. We got the kids. We got trips and life that, you know, that we constantly deal with. We got church commitments and where we serve there. And we do it. And sometimes we don't get a lot of sleep. Um, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Most um, definitely. I really enjoy our life. Even the times when I have to explain that I'm right, and you may not be as receptive to it. Um, and even, in, you know, just where we got to pick each up, pick up the slack for one another when home projects get more expensive than you thought they were going to get. Oh, this basement. Um, you're just You just stuff like that. So it's been a journey. I'm enjoying it, and that's the other thing, trying to keep a positive mindset through it all mm-hmm. and understanding that what you're doing is for a reason. Like, we don't just wake up to wake up. I wake up with purpose. When I wake up to go to work, it's for a reason so that I can build a life for my kids that their life will be better than my life. Um, when I have, when we have to have the tough conversations, it's not that I want to tear anybody down. It's so that we can be better equipped to handle what the future has Because what I envision for us Is far greater than where we're at We're going to have better cars We're going to have bigger houses We're going to have booming businesses And we have to be able to navigate all of that And still make sure that we keep one another first Yeah um, And that we can effectively communicate When we have even potentially less time When we're not in the same house all the time But stuff still needs to get done um, So
1: I'm alone for the ride babe I told yes, you. Yes, indeed. You know.
0: um, and so, to our EB Radio fam, I hope you did enjoy this first episode. Um, it's a heck of a start. Um, <laughs> so, we will definitely keep this coming every Monday night for you all. And uh, to the other listeners that we have Mondays YouTube, as well:
1: YouTube, Instagram, everybody on Anchor, y'all, Spotify, audio, Spotify Apple. Apple
0: Podcasts. For those of you who've been with us from the initial launch to. Like I said, episode eight, we appreciate y'all. We really do love to interact with you all. We, we look for more of that. Uh, we still haven't got any haters yet, which, you know, that I'm time. I'm totally fine with that. That <laughs> time will come. All great people have haters. So um, we're great now. We just need the haters to catch up. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's okay, all cat. I got. Um, anything else?
1: No, that's all. Um, just wanted to be a little more transparent with
0: our for sure.
1: folks. Um, I know we've covered quite a few different topics, and people are always asking me what this podcast is about. And 100% it's about us, us relating to the world and the things that are going on around us for sure. But at the center of it, it's us. Right. Two people, we love each other, we love our family, and we, we, love, God. we love God. Most definitely we love God. Um, just navigating the world together as a team. Um, so if you don't take any way, away anything <laughs> from this podcast, definitely take away the fact that we are a team. And if you're in a relationship, obviously your partner needs to be your teammate. And if you're looking for a relationship, Look for a teammate. Um, yeah, that's yeah. it.
0: Great. Well, again, make sure that you like, share, subscribe to our Comment. YouTube channel, The Bond Chronicles. Follow us on Instagram, uh, at The Bond Chronicles. And we have a Facebook page, The Bond Chronicles. The Bond Chronicles. So yeah, yeah. it's pretty easy to find us.
1: Pretty easy. It's um,
0: spelled normally. There's no crazy letters or any weird <laughs> stuff. Um, so again, thank you all. We love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Take care.